Can I tell you something that's interesting about me? What's that? When I was a kid, I used to eat my spaghetti with butter on it instead of sauce. Oh, I already know this. I always thought it was really weird. You know why? Because spaghetti with sauce is awesome. Well, ultimately, spaghetti with sauce was your very favorite food. Oh, my gosh. It still is. Are you kidding me? Listen, here's what happened the other day. Okay. Knew that we were going to church Mm -hmm. for tacos to talk about um, the new youth setup that they're going to do, right? Knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Shonda and I are getting ready to go. Mm -hmm. Shonda makes spaghetti and meat sauce for the boys. So, of course, I have to have a small bowl. Right. I eat it. You did. Then I ate a small bowl again. Uh Uh-huh. And then Two I small ate bowls. one more small bowl. <laughs> and then I got to... That's about a bowl and a half, the regular <laughs> size. <laughs> then I got to... And I was like, well, I'm pretty full from... Shonda made spaghetti for the boys, so... I mean, I had to eat it. <laughs> and then I had so to, what you're saying is you have a spaghetti snack problem. I had it, well, and then I ate all the leftovers the next day. Of course. Fr- I love spaghetti. Yes. I love spaghetti and meat sauce. And uh, pasta, if pasta wasn't invented, I probably wouldn't have so many pounds around me right well, now. Well, you know, the thing is, is most people think that we just love tacos. And, I mean, it's kind of a part of our branding where where we are here. I do enjoy tacos. I, I do too. I don't think that there's anything that hits home as well as a good pasta dinner. Well, it definitely will put you to sleep. Tacos, at least you can still successfully move after. Right. But whenever we were kids, I used to eat my spaghetti with uh, with butter right. instead of meat sauce. And I feel like I had a pretty good reason. It was because spaghetti and meat sauce was your favorite food. I was your twin brother. And therefore, I just wanted to do mine with butter. So it was different. And so what you're saying is you have a twin phobia. No, no, no. I did. I <laughs> love being a twin now. Didymophobia. Didymophobia. Didymophobia is not an issue I have. Uh, but some face that. Um, some in this room. If you're not watching on YouTube, you won't have noticed that I just looked uh, at Ben. I don't have didymophobia. I, I do. I mean, we've we've We're covered go. this extensively. We're going right back. We've, we've covered yeah. this extensively. My point is, is that, or what I was going to tell you is that um, my son, Sam, will eat his spaghetti and meat sauce, and then he always asks after he's had a full helping of spaghetti and meat sauce. I don't know what they... For Liam noodles and that. butter. Liam with, wants noodles and butter. With just some uh, grazed cheese like over uh, it. He's never asked for the grazed cheese, yeah. but he does. I, I, we have to make him a bowl of... We don't have to, but right. he asks for a bowl of regular and a bowl of just spaghetti and butter. Yeah. Oh. Which, so it must have tasted good. No, I, I mean, it It did. I remember it tasting good. But I, I also remember always kind of having a sour stomach afterward because that's a lot of butter. You know, <laughs> like you're putting a lot of butter in your body. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I just um, I feel like I feel like it, I, it was it was nice to know that it isn't just me. You know, sure. That there are probably other people out there that can get down with some spaghetti and butter noodles. Welcome. Fresh out the box. Stop. Look and watch. Ready yet? Get set. It's the Billing Podcast. Eat my shark. Not the mama. Not the mama. Goodbye. 90s comedians that shaped us is the topic that I wanted to go over. Oh, man. I wanted to dive in a little deep today and talk about why 90s comedians are better than all other comedians put together. Oh, man. we can I could name 
one reason right off the top, real quick. Really? They stayed away from politics. That's true. Yeah. That is true. They did stay out of the political For, arena. Uh, well, and if they didn't, if, if they it did was even shy handed. into it, yeah, it was, it was everybody got made fun yeah. of, not just one side or the no. other or whatever. SNL uh, during the 90s was the best. Sure. And I remember getting around the television, like whenever, because that's what you did. You circled around the television. You, yeah. You know, we couldn't watch it whenever we wanted. You watched it when it was on. And I remember our parents letting us stay up, especially after the presidential debates, to watch uh, SNL because they would just hound hammer and hammer yeah. these people in those debates. And, and they were hilarious to watch. That said, uh, I, I wanted to reference... Um, particularly uh, some of the comedians that I feel like were among the best in that time. Do it. Okay. Mike Myers? Definitely, yeah. Um, Mike Myers, So I Married an Axe Murderer, Wayne's World. Um, Austin Powers. Austin Powers, yeah. Austin Powers was like a 90s theme. It walked all the way through as far as those go. Uh, Dana Carvey? Yes, well, obviously the other half of the Mike Myers duo, yeah. Garth. Wayne's World. Right. Wayne's World was probably one of the bigger movies that kept us going, or at least uh, at least were, was a big a big one for us back when we were uh, when we were in teen, teenage years. Well, the, yeah. The There's Bohemian so many, Rhapsody so many, scene at the so beginning. Many. I think that they are what made that song popular, as popular well, as it is uh, no, today. No, don't get me wrong; it was super popular. But well, they, I'm sure I'm sure that it, I'm saying that it it was revamped and revitalized right. after that scene. Well, definitely for us, that's the reason that we knew that song sure. was because of because of that movie so we didn't listen to a lot of clean in our in our downtime no, but no. um you know what's funny about this or on this subject line there's a police department that during that big lip sync challenge that uh-huh. they had you know that reenacted the entire bohemian rhapsody scene i remember that that uh, it was from wayne's world yes so well done i can't think of what the the pd's name was otherwise i'd do a shout out to him but Tell people to go look up that video because honestly, it didn't get the credit it deserved. Yeah, I think it, it got hit a lot of views, but it was really, really well. Good. Unless you knew the movie, you know the way that we would have done the movie. Sure. You know, I mean, it was scene for scene, and they did behind the scenes on it too. That was really, really good. Yeah, so, yeah it was a pretty, pretty impressive. Very well done. Yeah. But anyway, well, Punk City did a really good. Um, yeah, lip sync yeah, challenge a, as well. Uh, if you're looking for something great to watch. Those company are, that was very early in their yeah. In their yeah, honestly, I look back really at that video. Really handsome police officer. Look, I just see a whole lot of flaws. <laughs> that's all I do. I don't even, I don't even want to show it to people oh, anymore. No, I'm like, so gosh, it's so... We did it in 24 hours. I know, well, I mean, we did it. Give us it some was, credit. The shooting and the editing was so fast, there wasn't really yeah. any time yeah. to mess with it. But yeah, it wasn't, it's not... Oh, uh, you remember we storyboarded that whole thing. <laughs> it was so fun. We did that so quick. Anyway, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was. It's good. No, Dana Carvey. You know, people don't give him as much credit in that movie as uh, as they do to Mike Myers. But you know, he really made it. Oh yeah, know? yeah. Uh, Garth's uh, Garth's quick wit and just the silly things that he'd say and had come up with but in he, social situations. He was and, such a tag along like assistant friend. Oh you yeah. You know what I mean? It's like all all of these really outgoing personalities, right? Tend to have that one that just kind of comes along. Right. Right. So. For Wayne and Garth, their relationship is so strong, I think, because Wayne is the voice. Yeah. And Garth is that one that's just kind of grown up alongside Wayne and just yeah. has come along for the ride. Yeah, this know? is this is exactly like you and me. 
You just came along for the ride right. as I, came, I I carried I hit, you. I hitched my my wagon to your cart. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. You jumped in. Here we are. I don't know. I think that we were like two oxen pulling well, the wagon. You, <laughs> like, you think about some of our friends, though. Yes. You know, we we have targeted those ones that tend to be quiet. Yeah. And, just uh, laugh at our jokes. Yeah, that's, that's true. They're, they're the best ones to have around. Yeah. Like, how? I just need to find someone that thinks I'm funny. Yeah. And I'll really enjoy that person. That's, that's exactly right. So that's, a, <laughs> that's, that's the type of friend that you want. Someone that just finds you amusing. Yeah. So. But you're right. Dana Carvey is, was underrated, but he, he's, I mean, he, on SNL too, he, he, he played some great roles. Yeah. Chris Farley. Oh, yeah. I mean, no doubt. Yeah. You can't, I mean, great, great white ninja. Yeah. Beverly Hills Ninja. I mean, come on. Yeah. Uh, Tommy Boy. Yeah, that guy was so athletic. Yeah. Like Black some of the sheep. things that he could do, very impressive. Yeah. A lot of these movies you can't show your children yet. That's no, a, they're, yeah. And I look forward to Liam turning 13, 14, 15, where we you can, can start, start kind of venturing trickling into in some, some of these. these. Yeah. yeah there's new movies. They're, you know, they're, there's They're definitely not as on the line as some of the stuff is today. No, but, uh, I mean, I'm sure that some people would probably look at it and go, this isn't bad at all yeah. compared to some of the stuff that's out there. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, still great. Yeah. Uh, you remember Phil Hartman before, oh, he, yeah. before he passed away. And he's, his, his classic roles are, you know, I mean, he, he, was, he was the voice of the Simpsons for the sure. longest time. Yeah, well, he did a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. He cameoed on there tons of times. All time. the time. I'm Troy McClure. Yeah, Troy. Yeah. He was also, you know what else he was in that um, we watched recently is Jingle All the Way with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. He played... Um, uh, the, the the crazy neighbor, yeah, the the one that was after Arnold's wife, yeah, the entire time. Now th- that's one that's become a reoccurring in our house. Yeah, we watch times. it almost every year. It, it did. I I remember watching it in theaters when it came uh-huh. out, and I don't think that anybody really thought it was that great. But it, it, it's now a, it's just got it's that a good one. Yeah, it's got that nostalgic. I wonder if Christmas it's, if feel it's, if it's starting to get a comeback though because of all of the people that watched it. Sure. Yeah. I think that that's what it is, but I mean that's the way yeah. it kind of goes with those movies. Phil Hartman is a sad, sad story, but yes, one one of the great comedians of the '90s. So sure. so good. Uh, and then there was, of course, uh, the dynamic trio, the ones no one could forget: Steve Martin, Chevy Chase, and Martin Short. Martin Short, yeah. The three amigos. The three amigos. Whoa! <laughs> it was a cop. Yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, one of the reasons I fell in love with my wife was because she already loved the three amigos. Really? Yeah. It that was made one, you fall in love with her, huh? I just thought, wow, what a woman. She already knows. She already knows. I don't have to show her this. She already loves it. Well, uh, one of the reasons I fell in love with my wife is, well, there's a lot, I don't know. I don't yeah. know where we're going with that. You'll notice that our movies tend to have three in them, the ones that we really love. It's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last week we talked about the three ninjas, three ninjas and this week amigos. we're talking about the three amigos. So uh, I don't, I don't know. If I've, I mean, I guess we'll see what happens next week. Um, so Chevy Chase was pretty stand up during the nineties. Yeah. Now a lot of his movies we weren't really we didn't see. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Christmas no. Vacation. I remember Mom and Dad did a VHS recording yep. of Christmas Vacation when it was showed on cable, mm-hmm. and, and we would watch that, that was one. the version we were allowed to watch. Yep, we'd watch it every year. So I'll tell you this: when I became an adult mm-hmm. and decided, you know, I'm feeling a little Christmas Check Vacation. Check that out. Yeah. yeah, 
boy, there was a string on there at the very end. Yeah. That, that took my breath away a yeah. little bit. You weren't like, ready well, for I that. I'd never heard all of these words before. You hadn't ever heard them before? Well, not on, not out of Chevy Chase's mouth anyway. And I think he said them a lot more often yeah, than I would probably, think. So, probably. Yeah, probably. I've actually heard Chevy Chase had had a reputation of being quite the bully. Yeah, I, I heard there was a lot of people that didn't like working with him. Right. He's, um, he was he was very very demanding. Yeah, still, still is. is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. yeah, he's still doing stuff. Um, I know. I watched. Um, there was a behind the scenes documentary on Home Alone. Mm-hmm. Speaking of good movies from the nineties, did 90s. we talk about this? Did we? Yes, we did. How the the the, the way the things that made uh, the movies that made us? Yeah, the movies that made us because oh, we it? talked about Home Alone because did it was in the nineties. Uh, we didn't talk about Chevy Chase. Uh, the director of Home Alone got fired from um, Christmas Vacation because Chevy Chase didn't like him. Oh. That was the whole reason. Interesting. Yeah. So he was directing Christmas Vacation and got fired because Chevy Chase didn't get along with him well. Yeah, so either directing or was tied to direct or mm. something along those lines. But yeah, he was hard to get along with, and that's what happened. Very but, interesting. Uh, Martin Short and Steve Martin still work together. Oh, yeah. They, they, they're, they're doing... Series on Hulu. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, mur- murder only, only murders. murders in the building. Where they're podcasters. Yep, and they the oh. first I, we've we've seen the first couple of seasons and it's uh, it's it's pretty funny. They're, they're still they're still very very funny. The um, Steve Martin also father the bride, right? Um, very popular in those movies. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Short, uh, big one I think of with him. And you know what? One that you missed here, Tim Allen. Oh yeah, Tim Allen's Tim Allen was huge. Yeah, yeah. and I mean, I mean, you think about Santa Claus and well, obviously all the home I improvements. Mean, there was there are tons that I technically missed. Right. I mean, I could we could point to. I'm just saying, as far as our childhood goes, yes. if we're really talking about you know yeah. us here, uh, he was pretty spot on as far as comedy goes. I don't know. I just you know I, you you got to tip your hat to some of these guys and the work that they did. Sure. I just, uh, you can't help but think of them. So I don't really know that this is really shaping the way that I wanted it to as far as. How did you want it to? I don't know. I don't know where I was. I feel like it's doing okay. You think so? Yeah. You need to Mm -hmm. take out the part where you completely screwed up the late show stuff. No. I'm just wondering if we're just saying a lot of people's names and it's not really, you know, we're not exactly discussing or coming into. All stuff in the beginning, the Mike Myers, Dana Carvey, Chris Farley, Bill Hartman. Uh, Maybe we took a wrong turn at Three Amigos. Maybe. And how could we? I don't know. And then, you know, who else was really impactful for us as kids, but they weren't really comedians from the 90s? The Smothers Brothers. The Smothers Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Just some classic good old-fashioned comedy. I, you know, this this is the thing. And, you know, whenever we were growing up, the the key was you don't go blue. Right. You know? The the idea was if comedy is clean, it's good comedy. And I and I don't get me wrong. I understand late nineties, early two thousands, we had a lot of comedy that went straight blue. Like it was, you know, all they could do was blue. You know, as far as, um, you know, things like American Pie and you know the the shows that kind of, you know, really really walked not just walked but like dove way past the line and yeah. just jumped into the deep. Yeah. But prior to that, you know. You you had to make people laugh without getting in the gutter. 
Well, and that was how you, you could show your skill as a comedian right. by going that route. Right. You know? And and when you look at the really the early guys, you look at people like the Smothers Brothers, you know, and 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 even you know, well, just a lot of those early on um, comedians that were just super talented, like not just you know talented. Um, with their pace and with the comic, you know, stuff that they did and, and and the way that they told their stories, but they could play instruments and they could dance and they could sing and they could, it just, it was on a whole different level, sure. you know, as far as the acting goes and, and the type of person you had um, doing the work. Right. Yeah, we call them triple threats, right? They could they could dance, they could sing, they could act. Yeah, and, and well, and I think they're still out there. I just don't. I just think that it's so much easier these days to to know that if I can make everybody laugh with a blue joke, why not just do that? Sure, sure. Which I I think that if you watch our reels or if you watch our stuff, you know, Ben and I really work hard to make sure that everything that we do is relatively family friendly. Right. You know that we're that we're something that you can listen to in front of your kids and know that they're not going to be hearing you know gross content well, but that, that's real though yeah. we don't we don't we're we typically aren't crass no we, um we might edge on the the we might get on the edge of a fart joke every this, once in a while this is where we go wrong when we go blue it's usually about poop <laughs> <laughs> see i even say it's the word easy, poop and i laugh and i don't laughs. know it's, it's just, just e- it's an easy sell it's a real what issue can I say? we have well, a real issue we here. we tend to run into opportunities though where crazy things happen to us right. and it's just easy to tell the story of right i think it's because i'm very outgoing and also very awkward yes. at the same time yeah. so i can have you ever heard of the elephant in room his name is benjamin <laughs> <laughs> Sean. Sean. Shonda calls me um, Shonda calls me Ferdinand because uh-huh. I'm a bull in a china cabinet. Uh-huh. So but China shop. Yeah. yeah, is that what it is? Yeah. How would a bull fit in the china cabinet? I don't know, but you imagine if there was one in there, Boy, it would be a mess. It would be a mess. <laughs> ben just likes to walk right up to the issue and poke it. Yeah, like, I I've I've poked a beehive or two in my yeah, day. Yeah, it's just like you know, it, you walk walk in and a and a woman's got pink hair and. And she's trying to cover it up with some sort of wig, and he'd go and rip the wig off and say, "Why is your hair pink?" I don't that's, know. I'm just throwing it out there. Did that, that work? I mean, I don't. What an example! <laughs> it's really. I don't think I would do that. Oh. I would say your pink hair is showing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you might want to go fix that. Your, your pink hair is your showing. real hair is showing. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know that I would oh. pull the wig off. Are you the type of guy that would go, there's a booger hanging out of your nose? Oh, absolutely. I think that that's a Listen, genuine courtesy. Yes, and I think that that might be a real subject. I think that if you are the type of person that lets somebody walk around with a booger hanging out of their nose... You're mean. That's that's a problem. It's a, it's, it's they a dem- always want to know. It's a demerit on friendship. Oh, I, absolutely. I think, I think if you are a friend of mine and I go and look in the mirror... And there's a booger in my nose, and I know that I associated with you. Yes. Prior to going and seeing myself in the mirror, mm-hmm. I'm coming after you. We're having we're having a conversation. We're gonna have a conversation. I'm come back. I'm gonna say, did you not notice the booger in my nose? I I told a stranger one time. Mm-hmm. She had, we were talking for whatever reason, interacting, and yeah. I said, listen, and I said this is, this might be a little bit embarrassing now but it's not going to be near as embarrassing as it would be if you just continued to walk around and she's like right. oh my what and I said you have a little booger hanging out you and shoo, instantly right like, I'd already seen it at that point you know I what's really... funny you know what's always funny about when you tell somebody that there's a booger hanging out of their nose 
That's always the reaction? No, the reaction is generally that they go after it. <laughs> or they go... <laughs> <laughs> and the sniff never works. Why is it that they the always... The sniff never works. They always kind of just go and try to flick it out. Well, you know, or I they think grab it's because it. it's the it's instant discomfort go, of oh, knowing. I'm so sorry. How dare you see my imperfections? Yeah. I wonder if there's a... Maybe we should start carrying Kleenex around with us you just think? for those situations. That doesn't happen often enough. I would just always have Kleenex in my pocket. I've got enough things isn't in my pocket. Isn't it why like men used to... Dapper men used to carry around a hanky? You think that was the reason sure. why? Yeah. Like, you know, a Listen, woman cries. I, a woman's I, got a booger coming out of her nose. You I, just, I know guys that still carry a handkerchief around. Yeah. And they'll blow their nose on it, stick it right back in their pocket, which well, blows my mind. Well, but, I mean, you wash it and then it's fine. I, I just can't... I. The idea of pulling dried boogers out of your pocket, just, I can't do it. I, I got it. I, I mean, this may I feel be, like this just got really gross. This may be the grossest <laughs> podcast we've ever done. But I also think it's it's really working for us. Well, like it's you, a, know, you know, it's a topic that needed to be discussed. I think so. I think the world needed to be drawn to this. And if we can start that movement. Let's let's start it. Just those few people out there. If, if you are listening today and you can commit to the idea of telling somebody that there is a booger hanging out of their nose. Please cue in. Please cue in and let us know that you've QA. made that commitment. Let's go. I, I think it's good for everyone. Um, the word of the day. The word of the day. It's actually two words. Oh. Yeah, O is one of the words. Oh. Can you imagine what the second one might be? I don't know. I oh, don't. snap. Ah. Yep, you got to snap when you say it. After the 90s, sassily snapping your fingers. Ooh, sassily? Sassily. Sassily. Oh, snap. Sassily snapping your fingers while yelling, oh, snap, went into style to express surprise or frustration. Ooh. Oh, snap. Yeah. Sadly, it, uh, it oh, seems snap. American culture hasn't been that interested in the sophisticated snapping since little John's Snap Your Fingers charted back in 2006. Mm. So, viewers out there, it was out. Yes, if you want to bring back, oh snap! But you know you're not savvy enough to pull it off. Try paying a compliment to a friend by giving them snaps. Oh, instead, ah, uh, just a little some snappy attention. Little snaps. You know, I I actually think oh snap could be brought back. I feel like I've said oh snap. Recently, uh, I believe you probably have. I don't know, but I guarantee I, I, you listen, didn't snap say, your fingers when you cool did it. I don't say cool words anymore. I say words that were cool when I was cool, yep. and apparently they're not cool anymore. Well, and you and I both know we never really were cool. We just thought we were. Well, uh, that's when you're supposed to say, "Oh snap!" Oh, oh snap! Disappointed snap! Disappointed. I feel like we were always pretty cool, Ben. What about maybe not to other people, but to each other? What about not just snap? Snap, crackle, and pop. Oh, dang. Yeah. Dang, right? son. Yeah. Straight Rice Krispie. I'm going to Rice Krispie this thing. What about... Um, I got nothing. That's so snap, crackle, snap. and pop. I'm having me a Rice Krispie treat. Oh, snappy. Snappity. That's snappy. <laughs> Snapple. <laughs> oh, Snapple. Where, whatever happened to Snapple? Is that still I don't around? Know. No, I don't think yeah. so. It's delicious. R.I.P. Snapple. All right. Hey, if you uh, if you're out there and this week you want to say "oh snap" while you grab a snapple, <laughs> snap that snapple, snap that snapple, and let us know about it. All right. Adios. Until next week. The following podcast. My show. Like, 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 like,
Goodbye. <laughs>